Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Robin's on the Wire, a Bristol Post podcast with Michelle Owen and Bristol City reporter Gregor McGregor. Welcome along to Robinson the Wild with myself, Michelle Owen, and Gregor McGregor. Lots coming up in this episode. I'm sat here in my Christmas jumper thing. Very festive because it's the last one we'll record before Christmas. Gregor hasn't even bothered with a Christmas jumper. Unbelievable. Didn't get the memo. There's no memo to be had. It's December. It's Christmas. Uh, today, we're going to hear from a Bristol City legend. We're also going to be reflecting on a year since that night at BS3 when Bristol City beat Manchester United. And we'll speak to a top broadcaster who covered that game. And we're all gonna, also going to hear from a man who excelled at the weekend, Callum O'Dowder. Uh, so, Gregor, let's start with Saturday evening's game against Norwich. And I've been singing his praises for ages. I'm talking about Callum O'Dowder, who we'll hear from shortly. Just how good was he? thought he was absolutely superb and great to see for Bristol City because they they need that bit of impetus from somewhere and I feel like someone like O'Dowda can come into the side and do that. Obviously got an assist the game before against Birmingham. He's hit a nice little vein of form and hopefully it continues and uh, it pushes helps to push City up the table. It was a fantastic result, really. I know maybe it felt a little bit bitter having been 2-1 up, but to Drew... To draw against the league leaders, Norwich at the time, it's a decent result for Bristol City, given where they've been recently. Their form, if you look at it, isn't so bad. Yeah, four games unbeaten. But I agree with a lot of the City fans who were saying afterwards that this was one of the best home performances of the season. And it it was. They just, yeah, unfortunately didn't kill them off, did they? And I was saying to one of the colleagues in the press box next to me, come on, they just need to get that third goal. If they get the third goal, then they'll, they'll win this game. They didn't. And yeah, they just switched off at the, at the back. I'm going to come on to that in a second. But yeah, plenty of good signs. And I just feel they're not too far away. And actually, yeah, one little story for you. I, I bumped into Mark Ashton, actually, after the game. And I was talking to him. And just we both agreed that Bristol City aren't too far away from basically fight, just really clicking, I find. Getting a big win, mm. pushing up the table. And if they had got the extra two points, they'd have been, oh, I think, in the top ten. Points within, I think they would have been four points. Uh, yeah, and that's, the playoffs and that's, they would have been on, they're on 30, so they'd have been on 32, four points outside sixth. Uh, yeah, and that's nothing really. When we're, we're not even halfway, are we? We're, we're not quite. Still got a few games to go. games played. Yeah, so, so yeah, it just feels like they're not too far away. And if they could get like a couple of wins, they're really <laughs> going to be in the mix nicely, especially if they can um, get some consistent form in the new year. Um, but yeah, the bad thing was I sort of wrote about this after the game that it was the fourth game at home out of 11 where they've thrown away a lead just to draw the match the others being Millwall Nottingham Forest um, obviously at the weekend against Norwich and Villa back in September yeah and so it's just an annoying little habit the team's got at the moment but I do think the head coach will iron that out and maybe that's just something that'll come with experience as because as, the defence mainly it's not just the defence's fault here but 
the defence is pretty young, really, when you look at those guys. So I do think there's room for improvement and development, and I think we'll see that over the next six months or so. Well, let's take the positives and let's hear from your man of the match, would you say? Yep. Callum O'Dowda. Callum, great game today, mate. I don't know if you've seen the post-match stats, but I believe you made the most completed dribbles and set up the most chances. Oh, really? Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, it was, um... No, I'm affectionate. It was, um... Tough game. Very uh, intense game, I thought. It would be nice to see all the, like, the running stats after that, but, um... They're, they're a good side. Um, but I thought we were... Um, thought we were really good tonight. Um, obviously, disappointing to concede and then before half-time then obviously concede again later on but listen we'll, we'll watch it back obviously and we'll, uh, we'll learn from it Talk us through the goal because from where I was I thought at first it was going maybe just wide but then it sort of arced back in yeah, I, think it, I think it took some sort of deflection to be honest but I didn't really, really care at the time it was, it was a great pass on Marlon and that's what I tried to do today running, running behind use my pace a bit more um, so thankful for that as well. And you're finding some good form at the moment, aren't you? Because you set up a goal last week as well. So must be yeah, happy. yeah, great header from from Mara. Um, but that, that's what we want to be doing. Obviously, see that, mate. Um, yeah, obviously the the Birmingham game keep, keep building a bit of momentum. And uh, yeah, it was a positive performance today. But obviously, it was set a draw as well. Just finally, they're a really quality side, aren't they? I mean, top of the table, you, you can see that. A little bit about them. It was a tough one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a tough one. But then I think I think we uh, I think we uh, we dealt with them quite well, um, and I think we uh, we battled up against them. And I don't think there was there was too much of a difference between both sides. So I think that's the positive and the confidence we can take from that going into going against Saudi. Nice one. Good to hear from Callum O'Dowder, man of the match on Saturday evening for Gregor at least. When Bristol City drew 2-2 with Norwich, he got a goal and played brilliantly by all accounts. Got an assist the week before, Gregor, and last week you were saying on the podcast, oh, could he be off in January? Surely not. Surely not. I told you he'd come good. I don't think he will. I mean, I'm, we just sort of playing. Sorry, I, I told you he'd come good. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay all right. Noted, noted. I, I, I don't think he will go anywhere. I, I'm kind of just putting a cat among the pigeons there and just floating it because... He's Basically, not long left on his contract. Yeah, the back the background is that the club has been in contract negotiations for like a couple of months now, longer. And remember, Lee Johnson confirmed him this himself in a press conference not so long ago. I hope that we can get an update as soon. And I've made some inquiries myself, specifically over the length of his deal, because remember he's he signed from Oxford United and he signed a three year deal, which means he's out of contract this coming summer. I think some fans are worried about that. Mm. And I've tried to get some clarity. And my understanding from my sources is that basically he has got um, a, a one-year option deal in his contract, I believe. And this is kind of standard, maybe across football now, but certainly with Bristol City contracts. And my understanding is exactly that Bristol City, as of yet, have not taken up the option year. Um, basically triggered the extra year but I think that will almost definitely happen and it's probably because they're still waiting to see what happens with contract negotiations so basically what I'm trying to say is I think you don't need to worry because I think he's got another year worst case scenario but that would probably mean that he might be sold for a fee next summer if he doesn't sign I hope that the club are going to give some clarity on this and I will be asking Lee Johnson about it and uh, looking ahead for Bristol City Derby on, on Saturday, Derby uh, drew 0-0 with Forrest on Monday night. They've been going well this season. Frank Lampard doing a good job. Tough place to go, isn't it? Uh, do you see Bristol City get anything there? Draw would probably be a decent result, wouldn't it? 
Definitely. I I think, yeah, they've had a few draws recently, obviously, City, but to go to, um, yeah, Pride Park, get a point, I think most people would take that, seeing as what Derby are in the top six at the mm-hmm. moment. They've only lost, I think, one of their last five games. And, yeah, they've got a host of stars there playing well, haven't they? So, Harry Wilson, all these kind of guys. And, yeah, they, they drew against Forest, as you say, beat Wigan, beat Swansea recently, beat Sheffield Wednesday. So, yeah, I, I I would take a draw if I was a Bristol, mm-hmm. yeah, for Bristol City right this second. And just looking ahead after that, um, we will next record our uh, Christmas special episode on Boxing Day when Bristol City played Brentford. And after that, they got Rotherham. Now, that's two winnable games right there. And suddenly, you're going into the new year, potentially not far off the playoffs. It could be, it could be. I mean... I mean, that's very optimistic. Yeah, that's optimistic and it never runs like, quite like that, does it, in the Championship? Uh, but it could be that they, they somehow managed to claw a victory at Derby but then lose at home Ooh. to Rotherham, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, definitely games that on paper they can get stuff, um, get points from. Fully expect them to do that. And then if they can add that little bit of sparkle that Lee Johnson wants mm-hmm. in, in the January transfer window, then, yeah, it could be a, a fairly exciting end to the season. And... Talking about the end to the season, if we look right ahead uh, to to April, May time, you look at those fixtures they've got around there. And if they were to be in contention, because we're nearing the halfway point, I had a little look at this. As it stands, they'd be playing some pretty big teams that are in contention. West Brom, Villa, Derby, all in the last month. So... If what I'm saying is if they're going to be in contention, now is really a crucial time, isn't it? If, if they're going to be in contention, because I don't think you think they are seriously in contention, if we're honest. What I would like to see is them to get into the mix a little bit, maybe a bit like Millwall did, sort of came mm-hmm. into the reckoning at the end of last season. Bristol City. But they need those points now. Yeah, they do, they do. And that's, what, that's my point, you Yeah, they do. If they're going to finish in the top six, you're right, they, they've got to basically start being a bit more consistent it's really the home form I think away from home they've been fine it's mm. just what three wins all season in 11 home games that's not good enough needs to improve and I'm sure it's going to I think they've got the fixtures coming up where we're going to see them <laughs> pick up some wins and if they do that they could be nicely placed as I say I don't think they're going to finish in the top six I, I still don't even if they reinforced really well in January I don't think that's going to happen but I'd just like them to get like 10, 10th, 9th, 8th around that kind of those kind of spots, even if it's just for a bit, maybe fall away to the 9th, 10th, 11th, I think that would be a pretty good season. I think that would set them up really nicely for next year with with some uh, good improvements in the summer again. Just to touch on January, any rumours that you've heard this week? No, nothing just as of yet. We've got the press conferences coming up, so might might be able to press Lee Johnson on his plans there. He did He did say, to be fair to the head coach, he did say after the game... Um, at the weekend that if he is going to reinforce in January they've got to find the options that are going to be affordable and it might be the case that they they can't find anyone who's better than what they've already got Mm. I I just want to throw in one last thing on Odalda my gut feeling is that he will sign a new deal so I don't want to alarm people there but I I think (laughs) that he might leave but I I do think he will stay yeah I think he'll stay and if they do get him yeah if they do get him signed up then they've got most of their sort of players the core of their squad all signed up absolutely uh, just before we move on to talk about a year ago this week, which was amazing, uh, Gregor managed to catch up with a club legend on Saturday evening at Ashton Gate. So I'm going to um, play you this little clip we've got 
from the Bristol City legend that is Jackie Jackanowski. And have a listen to this and guess which other Bristol City player he is talking about. Uh, Hewitt has very good attitude. Uh, he's the... He's, a, he's fantastic moving, he's good reading the game, yeah. and he has big advantage like speed. Yeah. Speed and thinking, and speed and doing. And he, he was quite skillful as well. And uh, we understand very well uh, in, the, in, the, in the pitch. One thing, he was, he was uh, terrible on the, the training. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> won't play with him, <laughs> okay. with the same team, because he was, I think, a little lazy. But I know he will, he will change later. Yeah, he was on the pitch, he was very good. Oh, <laughs> during the game, yeah, he gave always 110 percent, which is great. So, who was Jackie talking about there? Well, Gregor, who was he talking about? His teammate was Andy Cole. Andy Cole. Now that is amazing to hear, and perhaps one of the most favoured Bristol City strike partnerships there's been, would you say? Yeah, Jackanowski played a little bit deeper, I think, didn't he? And, uh, yeah, wonderful season for those two up front. I mean, what a strike force. Yeah, what an attack that is. And, yeah, he's, he's a club legend. Well, both of those guys are in a way, but obviously Andy Cole moved on and uh, City got a good fee there. And Jackanowski, yeah, um, well, well remembered by, by City fans. And it was amazing to see him at the weekend. Uh, surrounded by City fans just wanting his picture and his autograph so obviously still held in in very high regard and Greg was um, putting together a piece on this so look out for that in the Bristol Post this week or on Bristol Live online as well well worth a read for many Bristol City fans talking of which we did our Robins on the Wire Christmas quiz last week I had a great turnout if you came down thank you so much it was the Rising Sun pub as it stands we've got a running total of just uh, over £500 that we raised for Children's Hospice Southwest on the night so thank you for your generosity we had a fantastic time I'm going to pick out some highlights of that in our Christmas special next week it'll be coming out um, just around Boxing Day evening uh, so if you want to listen to that we'll have that out for you and we'll have some uh, little bits from Scotty Murray in there as well who came down and supported a great night we heard from a legendary local journalist as well Rich Latham on his book that he's written recently Wembley Wonders uh, which is a, a fantastic read and he was donating some profits from that on the night too which was very kind of him so it was a great night raised lots of money and hopefully we'll do it again soon if you couldn't make it down to that one now uh, talking of legends can we say a year on that the Bristol City team that played Manchester United in the quarterfinal of the Carabao Cup on the 20th of December 2017, will they go down as legends? Some of them, I think, might do. I mean, Corey Smith has already got that huge sign um, above the, in the back of the Lansdowne stand, above the bar there, where it's Smith, the uh, iconic piece of Sky Sports commentary. Which commentator was it? Was it Bill Leslie? Yes, it was Bill that night, and... We've managed to catch up with the person who was anchoring the whole thing, the madness of it. If you didn't make it down to Ashton Gate that night, you probably watched it on the telly. And the person presenting that was Kelly Cates. And she's kindly come on the podcast this week to relive what it was like for her as a neutral, trying to cover a game like that, then trying to get down to the tunnel to do the draw as well. So here is Kelly speaking about that night a year ago, 
down at Ashton Gate. I'm delighted to have Kelly Cates from Robins on the Wire. Kelly, it's been a year since you came down to Ashton Gate. I know, a year. Can, can't believe a year. No, I can't believe it's a year. Because I scuttled up to see you in the temporary yes, studio, yeah. just outside the players' lounge. Oh, how was that a year ago? And we didn't know at that point what a night we were in store for. I mean, Manchester United visiting Bristol City, you yeah. would think on paper, simple. Yeah, well, you would have done. And especially, but I mean, I know we're sort of talking about Manchester United being on a bit of a tough run at the moment and not playing particularly mm-hmm. well. I mean, they, they weren't, you know, at, at their peak. That's true, but they still, you know, they still had that aura about them. But it's funny when you say you didn't, you didn't know, you know, we didn't know, but we didn't know Bristol City were going to win. But you did know it was going to be a really special night because people were there so early. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, what it's like when you go and work on one of these OBs. Yeah. You're there, you're there hours and hours and hours yeah. before kickoff, and already people were arriving and they were sort of hanging around the TV trucks and having a look round, and they, they almost really didn't know what to do with mm. themselves, and they were they were just getting so. It was just such it doesn't a fantastic happen, atmosphere. It, this sort of thing doesn't happen that much to a championship club if you're yeah. honest and, yeah. it, and it just and I think because it had been there had been a really tough spell hadn't there under Lee Johnson earlier in the season and yeah. then it, and then it, then he and this season was coming back and then, together yeah. and everything seemed to be exactly that everything seemed to be coming together so there was a real sense of kind of Without, without there being an expectancy, there genuinely was optimism, and, mm. and people, and also people were just really looking forward to it. You could see people like were bringing their kids along, yeah. and it felt like there were lots of kids at their first match, and it felt like you know, everybody, people were going. They were like, right, everybody's coming. We're yeah. all going. It was, it was like sold really, out. It was jam packed. Yeah, it? it was absolutely fantastic. And then I remember going into the ground, and I. I I might have imagined this, but there were definitely all those foil, like red and silver, the foil, the foil all the way around. But I feel like the lights dim. Did the lights dim? See, no, I can't remember. Because I'm trying to. I I don't know if there was was a city game as well. Yes, I don't know if it was the lights flickering off off the foil foil. or whether the the lights actually actually dimmed the lights. Because you were in the corner and I was in the Lansdowne stand, just by the in the press box, and I just remember. I've never heard a noise like that at Ashley no, Gate. it was never. amazing. And you know, I remember you texting me. Yeah. And you were like, no, you need to say, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, just this like, is yeah. not normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was nil-nil at half-time, so yeah. we were sort of thinking at that point, could yeah. something happen here? that's the thing, and then you go into the studio and you say, oh, well, they're holding Manchester United and they're still very much in it. And you're like, good, this is nicely poised for the second and half. And the last thing you want is for the Premier League game to cut. Yes, we did. Mm. And, um, and Lewis was like, just really calm and really sort of we're like yeah this is fine we're doing all right but then the second half was just I mean it was just ridiculous I mean to go one up and it was and then Ibrahimovic gets that that equaliser with the, with I think the free kick that was his kick. last Manchester United goal you know was it was that the last almost one almost certain because Joe Bryan scored that worldie yes which is a few yes. minutes later Ibrahimovic equalised yes. and you're thinking at that point try yeah. and get to full time aren't yeah, you yeah 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 and you're thinking well but I mean, to score an injury time, it was just ridiculous. I just, everybody was, everybody was just going, I mean, I think, I think we had to go down to do the draw you for the did. next round. That was coming back to me now. We had to go downstairs to do the draw for the next round. And I wasn't sure if we were outside, so I'm getting changed. I remember I, this. I had different clothes because yeah. I thought we were outside doing the, and I wasn't really sure what all the logistics were. So I had, I like, I was like, you know, getting like three or four costume changes through the night. And then, <laughs> and like, and then running, down into, running down into the tunnel to do, to do the draw. 
and then trying to, and we and we were in the studio going right if it stays like this if it's one all if we're going to extra time then we'll we'll stay here if we're, we're going to give it we'll give it a couple of minutes and then okay we've got the break and then suddenly there's a winner and we're like right quick everybody pelting downstairs to try and get down to do the job and all the um, Bristol City players were sort of waiting outside the Man United dressing room they were all sort of waiting outside the, the, the away dressing room yeah. going to see what was happening and then everybody was gathered for the draw and then to get City was just it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable and what was amazing is obviously it would have been Manchester United Man City and everyone yeah. was talking about that weren't yeah, they yeah exactly the Bristol City players were just sort of stunned yeah. I think by their own achievement yeah. weren't they it was, we had a um, very forthright floor manager there and it, it was a shame because because all the Bristol City players they were, they were singing they were bouncing it was a really amazing atmosphere yeah, yeah. and she went right everybody we're going on there everybody be quiet <laughs> and everybody everybody was sort of standing there really stiff and really well behaved and it was just like <laughs> but going, how did you even get down to that tunnel because I when Something, uh, yeah, 93rd I, minute Corey Smith scored yeah, that winner yeah. and it's just like well all bets out the window isn't it it's, I know. it's crazy I can't I, I can't just remember I think we just I think we just ran I think we were just like legging it down the stairs just the down. yeah yeah we yeah and then and we must have had we must have maybe like a four minute break or something and then that would be time to get down yeah. there but then I don't know if maybe the commentators maybe did maybe filled for you while you were yeah, scuttling along maybe there was a, maybe there was an interview maybe there was an, an interview in the tunnel maybe there was a post-match interview or something I can't remember but I think I think that was it I think maybe the commentators held it and then we went to the break and then we went down maybe that's maybe that's what happened to be honest I can't remember it was just such Manic. a blur and it was such a great story as well it was just brilliant and, and and to be there on one of those great, one of those great nights is just fantastic. And then get messages from you saying, "It's never like this. This is just, this is just fantastic." And you think oh, it's great. That's that's what you hope for, isn't it? You just you hope to be there yeah. when you have those fantastic nights. I was just saying, is that one of the most exciting fixtures you've covered, especially yeah, in the League Cup? Definitely, de- oh, de- oh, definitely in the mm. definitely in the League Cup. I mean, they're, they're so unlucky against City again in the next round. They, they did so, so well, well, didn't they? they did. I mean, maybe unlucky is maybe the wrong word, but yeah, they, they performed really well against. City. Yeah. They could have got, they could have got something like that, but it was just, um, it was, it was just, it was just a great occasion, just absolutely brilliant, and just, just to see. What's really lovely as well is that you, sometimes those those big matches and there's all that tension and all that kind of outpouring at the end. But it wasn't that; it was just joy. It was just absolute to see joy, wasn't it? So yeah. happy. It's, usually there's there's all kinds of other stuff mixed up in it, but it wasn't. It was just like um, delight. It was amazing. That image of Lee Johnson spinning the ball. Yes, around. yes. When he just picked him up and held. Yeah, exactly. Did he, he went to the city yeah. game, or did they invite him to? The, did they invite him to the city game? His name was Jaden, and yeah, he and he, yeah, and we did. Chat to them after and I'm pretty sure he went to the City game and yeah, yeah I, I think he's probably still a ball boy down there now I think yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah he had his big moment he did have his big moment we did an interview with Sky because we didn't see that because I think we were running down no we didn't no we didn't because I think Jay, whoever was in the studio it wasn't Lewis but whoever it was Phil did him was it Phil was Phil uh, yeah Phil spotted it and Phil Brilliant. so we were still in, so we were we were still in the studio at that stage so you saw the winner yeah, we saw the winner. And then you had to leg it. Because we were expecting extra time. We were in the studio waiting for extra time. Well, you got to go home earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Corey Smith. Yeah, it was, yeah. That, was, that was the main takeaway. Yeah, obviously. The, the main takeaway. <laughs> uh, Kelly, thank you so much for coming on and speaking oh, about no, it. Oh, it was lovely to talk about it again. That was Kelly Cates from Sky Sports who came on the podcast this week to talk about that iconic night at Bristol City beating Manchester United a year ago. 2-1 thanks to Corey Smith with his last gasp. Winner. Gregor, what are your memories of that night? Because we were both there, but what do you really remember a year on? The atmosphere for me at Ashton Gate, which was absolutely amazing. And yeah, I, obviously I was pretty busy with working at the time, but I remember just looking up and thinking, 
oh my god, he's only gone and done it when, when he scored that that right at the end there, Smith. And do you think Matty yeah. Taylor gets enough credit for that lovely pass into him? It, I don't think he does. It's a brilliant assist, and he's done that a few times, Matty Taylor. To be to be fair to him, but also some of the other guys put in such great performances. Marlon Pack was superb. Joe Jamie Bryan's goal. Yeah, Je- oh cracker, Jamie Patterson, all these guys. The last so. goal that Zlatan Ibrahimovic scored for Manchester United was at Ashton Gate, which is incredible. Great start. And well, I think that's correct. You're making me doubt it now. But um, what also is interesting is Jose Mourinho went to do his uh, post-match press conference and one journalist went in and spoke to him. That was it. But was it the beginning of the end for Jose Mourinho, Gregor? Can we say that now? Well... I don't think so. Yeah, maybe maybe not, but yeah. Bit of an exaggeration, mm. perhaps. But uh, while we're talking about Manchester United, what's your thoughts on the Mourinho situation? Obviously, he's gone. He's uh, getting a sizable payout. And now, until the end of the season, it'll be Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, interesting. Uh, they've got Cardiff, haven't they? Some team, some team from just over the bridge there. Cardiff, of course, who Oli Gunnar Solskjaer managed. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. We'll see how that plays out. But on that night, did you see Jose at all? I didn't know, but I know the chap who was down there and he had his little dictaphone out and we've been ribbing him that the uh, that journalist is the only one that Jose Mourinho would talk to in the southwest. <laughs> well, uh, maybe not anymore because he hasn't got... Uh, well, Jose Mourinho doesn't have a job. But if we just look back to that night and, and what it meant for Bristol City and getting that draw against Manchester City the following month, how it really put Bristol City on the map that season... Does it just show how important a cup run can be? And do you think Bristol City have missed a cup run this year and therefore will they try perhaps a strong team in the FA Cup against Huddersfield? Yes and yes, I think really. I think they will field a strong team against Huddersfield and I think they will go for it. Could I see them doing the same again? Yes. And I don't think Lee Johnson actually gets enough credit for that cup run, as crazy as as it seems, because... He actually equalled the club's record in that competition. Um, they've never got to the final of the League Cup. The closest they've ever got is the semi-final. And he's equalled that. And people maybe forget that. And OK, some people might say, might ridicule it and say, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse Cup. Um, people are making loads of changes. It's just the fringe players playing. But you're still beating the likes of Manchester United. That doesn't happen very often, let's be honest. So And Stoke and Crystal Palace. Exactly, yeah. What Four Premier League teams, wasn't it? So, yeah, really great signs there. Obviously, would you have swapped it for an improved league campaign and made Would you have swapped six? it for a playoff finish, a playoff place? I don't think I would because... It was magical, wasn't it? Yeah, only obviously one team goes up through the playoffs and I don't think Bristol City would have done that. I don't think they'd have had... I don't think they could they have... They would have beaten Fulham. No, I don't... Well, actually, I fancied them against Fulham, ironically, in both <laughs> games last season and they had a good record against them. But the other three teams, I don't think they would have beaten them. Mm. Hindsight, it's a funny thing, isn't it? But uh, it was an amazing night, and it's crazy to think that it was a year ago this week. Like Gregor said, a terrific atmosphere. That's all we have time for this week on Robins on the Wire. We'll be back on Boxing Day with your Christmas special. Gregor and I will be uh, talking about the Brentford game. We'll also be putting in some bits from the Robins on the Wire Christmas quiz down at the Rising Sun pub if you are there. Definitely listen out for that, and we'll have that chat with Scotty Murray that was. Uh, as always with Scotty Murray, very good fanny. Just a sign of generosity. I just want to say this about Scotty. is uh, He'd arranged a signed Bristol City shirt to go in the raffle and then he just threw in two tickets to the Norwich game as well. What a, what a guy. He's nice guy, mate. We like Scotty. Uh, so thank you, Scotty, for that. And thank just, you again. Just don't take his dating advice. Last day. Gregory, are you speaking from experience? You're a married man, what are you saying? <laughs> um, hopefully we'll have Gregory on a Christmas jumper next week as well. Uh, thanks for listening. And if you're listening on iTunes, please do rate and review us. Robin's on the wire.